Last year, society was shaken by an event which is likely to bleed into our social, political and culture futures for many years to come. However, despite the pandemic dominating headlines, somewhat refreshingly, many artists have been consumed by stories from elsewhere. This was particularly apparent in the winning entrance of this year's Sony World Photography Awards. Among the winners announced earlier this week, the title of Photographer of the Year was given to Scottish documentary photographer Craig Easton for his series Banktop, which challenges the idea of segregation in a small community in the north of England. While Zimbabwe's Tamari Kudita picked up the title of Open Photographer of the Year for her striking portrait African Victorian, which aims to offer an alternative view to the stereotypical contextualization of the black female body. Scott Gray is the CEO and founder of the World Photography Organization and produces the awards. From creativity in lockdown to the value of awards and the photography market itself, he joins me from his home in Buckinghamshire. I'm Monocle's culture editor, Chiara Rimella, and this is The Weekly on Monocle 24. So first of all, Scott, thank you so much for joining us. What can you tell us about this year's awards and what's your thoughts on those projects that did end up winning? Can you see a little bit of a thread in terms of themes? Can you see something emerging from those that have been your favourites this year? I think that in all the competition this year was quite striking. Obviously, it's been a challenging 12 months for pretty much everyone around the world. And I think that's been reflected a little bit in some of the entries that have come through, in as much that I think photographers and artists haven't been able to necessarily go out and do their normal work. So they've had to sort of get creative and think differently potentially on certain subjects. So I think there's there's been a, a really interesting bodies of work coming through from people which is maybe slightly different to what they would normally send and I think that's been a a, a really interesting sort of insight. In terms of themes it's quite a sort of challenge to say you know we've seen sort of x you know be more sort of prevalent than others I mean the awards there's over 300,000 images from 200 countries so it really is a sort of a look of what's happening in contemporary photography across the world but what we do see are things and subjects that are relevant in society so you know we we are seeing a lot more work that's touching on climate change for example we're seeing a lot of work that's touching on diversity so I think that themes are more sort of subject related than you know oh we are seeing more portraits or anything like that. And of course I guess the categories as well are so wildly different that you can have completely different approaches despite I guess the pandemic dominating news agendas for the best part of last year obviously There's actually quite a lot of projects that only tangentially refer to the pandemic, if at all, really. So I think it's quite refreshing from a point of view just to realise that there are still people out there in the field doing work to cover news stories that there are happening and that perhaps we've not quite had the same focus as usual to be able to follow. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I did have a a fear almost that we would be seeing a lot of face masks in this year's winning work but I'm really pleased that that hasn't been the case the entries actually as I said earlier you know I think that photographers themselves and artists working with the medium have obviously wanted to push themselves and challenge themselves we do look for contemporary photography and less sort of documentary work so that's also probably a factor but I think maybe the artists themselves are are tired of the story of the pandemic and looking to, to do things differently and then from the judges' perspective, they've obviously sort of approached that 
in their own way as well and, and tried to find different things that are out there. So yeah, I'm, I'm pleased it hasn't been um, such a dominant factor. And actually, things that like climate change and environment are definitely uh, have come across more than, than, than COVID and, and the pandemic have. In terms of the impact of the pandemic on you know, the broader organisation of the awards, obviously the announcement today is going out digitally. But other than, I guess, preventing you from having a, a full-blown awards ceremony, um, in what other ways have you found the pandemic has affected your activities over the past year? Obviously, you're the head of the WPA, but also of the, a number of fairs. And so I'm interested in finding out how the, the pandemic has affected the activities, both of the awards but also, you know, obviously the huge impact on live events too. Yes, without question. I mean, we, as you say, we do art fairs as well as obviously the awards and, and exhibitions and art exhibitions. And yeah, without being able to run any live events for the past 12 months, it's been incredibly challenging. But also from our point of view, you know, we want to promote those artists and we want to promote, you know, art and photography when it comes to WPO. And we're obviously not necessarily able to do that in that live capacity, which is a huge shame, not just from our perspective, but also obviously the, the profile that we're trying to, you know, put onto the medium and also put onto the photographers themselves. So, yes, it definitely has been a challenging 12 months. The sort of light, I suppose, at the end of it is that, you know, the response we're getting when we're putting events back on and, and starting to see those events now coming up in the autumn it's very positive. You know, people want to come together. They want to engage in art. They want to engage with each other. It's a very sociable industry. It's a very positive industry. And, and people do want to get out there and, and, and resume those kind of things. So we're looking forward for it to start again. With regards to the photographers themselves, you know, we've taken it very seriously over the past 12 months that the normal promotions that we do for these winners, you know, exhibitions all around the world and really pushing their work, we haven't been able to do but we've, you know, we've really pushed hard on digital programs and digital exhibitions. We've made our book available for free to anyone that wants to download it. And so we're really trying to sort of do our part to, to push out these artists where possible. Beyond the contingencies, I guess, of this year, do you think that there is something positive that has emerged from all of this? Do you think that there will be some sort of working methods that you will continue in the future as well? Or are you looking forward to kind of resuming business as normal? I definitely look forward to res resuming business as normal, for sure. In terms of the positives, you just look at the healthcare workers and, and that infrastructure and, and humanity and pulling together and trying to get us through that. And, and that sort of fills one with a bit of confidence, actually, and that sort of stoic approach to moving forward. But in terms of sort of our industry, you know, I think it's a case of us as an organisation, you know, we definitely look forward to get, getting back to normal. But I think what's interesting from the artistic side is how artists have dealt with it how they've managed to do things differently because they aren't able to do their normal things and how they've approached work differently and you can see that in some of the winners through the through the competition and some of the shortlisted photographers they're not necessarily you know shooting their normal programs or or doing their normal things so they've had to discover new ways to look at work and I think that that's really pushed that sort of creative boundary more and probably challenged them to a, a different degree. So it'd be interesting to see sort of how that, that they then sort of resume their normal work or indeed, you know, maintain what they've learned over this sort of 12 month period.
It's interesting that because I remember when the pandemic first started, I personally had lots of conversations with lots of people asking how the pandemic would be represented artistically and how it would impact the production of culture beyond logistics, obviously. How would we represent it culturally? And I think over the last year, it was almost too early to say what the long effect of it will be. And I think it's only just now that we're kind of starting to see these tangential you know, effects of, of, of the pandemic on creativity. Do you think that photography as a medium is very linked to its kind of documentary potential and therefore has more of a matter-of-fact approach to things? Or do you think that it is, in fact, an artistic medium that can help us understand history and re, I guess, evaluate and work through everything that's happened over the last year as well? I think it's both. You know, one of the problems or the challenges photography has is that word photography, you know, is, is so all-encompassing, you know, from that sort of selfie for social media through to beautiful fine art photography. And it covers so much. But equally, you know, people are very used to reading photography. You know, we consume it every single day. And it's a very easy medium to engage with, both through, you know, tablets and phones and, and computers, but also, you know, for people to engage with and understand and to read. So when it comes to documenting, I think it's the most efficient way to do that. So yes, it is a matter of fact sort of um, format, as you say, but it's very real, it's very honest, it's very true. People can relate to it. I think on the artistic side, it is incredibly dynamic you know we're seeing you know photography obviously in its normal way but also engaging with other mediums with with painting and with sculpture and and it's it's an incredibly versatile um medium and so i think it it does both right i think it, it yes it documents history but it it also has that aesthetic quality um which is just purely sort of fine art it, that doesn't have to be a, a narrative or a documentary story around that it can just be a beautiful picture so it 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 does both, but I think therein lies one of the challenges of how people interpret photography and also then how people value what those prints are or or, or, or the work being done by those photographers. Um, it's interesting that I would like to move on to understanding, I guess, the market the, for photography and whether from the beginnings you have seen, witnessed a change in the, in the art market for photography and if so, in what way do you think that it is and remains an interesting entry point for collectors who might want to start buying something. Do you think that the market has increased? And if so, why? Yes, we've definitely seen an increase. I mean, across the art fairs, you know, there's definitely a growing proportion of photography within art fairs. I think people are appreciating it more as an art form. I think artists also working with uh, more limited editions helps that process and some in terms of unique prints as well. So I think it definitely well without question is a, is a sort of growing uh, medium within the, the the wider contemporary art sphere i mean in china for example we where we have photo fairs shanghai which is a, an art fair dedicated to photography i mean over the past six seven years since we launched we've seen something like a 250 percent increase in museums and institutions doing you know large scale photography programs you know in that past six seven years so it's definitely a, a medium that's more engaging in terms of why that is as i say earlier i think it's a very it's very easy to understand photography in in, in so many senses you don't it's not sort of cubism or surrealism which maybe takes on another layer of thought but I think photography is a very engaging medium for people to really read and understand. 
and when we do our photography exhibitions when you look at the audience that comes through i mean it's it's everyone and all walks of life and and it's wonderful it's it, i think people really it resonates with people and i think people can get closer to it so it then becomes that sort of gateway drug into collecting or gateway drug into sort of buying your your first art and obviously it's it is more affordable right i mean it tends to be a a more affordable medium you know for thirty thousand dollars you can probably you know pick up a cindy sherman whereas you know for thirty thousand dollars in a in painting it's a very very different you know established um, artist that you're getting so i think that those elements of accessibility and that sort of approachable price point makes it a really interesting medium for people to, to get into yeah, particularly now that we're having so many conversations, I think, in terms of art collecting and how accessible it is, both from the point of view of digital having opened up the field for lots of people who may have found it more intimidating before. Also, with huge discussions around digital art in itself, there is something to be said about something that is relatable, understandable, and that does still provide that kind of entry-level satisfaction, tangible satisfaction, that it might be much less intimidating for those who are willing to enter the field. As editors of Warden Pictures ourselves here at Monocle, we very, very much understand that craft. Um, I wanted to ask you, about, I guess, the importance of the existence of awards in the first place, in the sense that there are plenty of awards in the photographic field. But why does it still matter to have awards? Why does it matter to have ceremonies? And do awards truly change people's lives still? Yeah, 100%. I believe they do. I appreciate I could be coming across as slightly biased, but I think it's essential. I mean, we from the Sony World Photography Awards point of view, you know, we're one of the biggest and arguably most important photography awards, you know, on the planet. And what do we do differently necessarily is the fact it's all about that exposure and that profile that we provide those artists. And I think that's so important. I mean, it's a free program. It doesn't cost money for the artist to engage with us. And what we do if they win and they're shortlisted is we put their work out there all around the world and actually the coverage that they receive from that the profile they get from that is more than they're able to achieve themselves it's not like sort of hollywood stars who have agents who can you know promote them on all these different areas we as wpo ultimately become their agent for a year for free obviously and really push their work out and i think that's so important a to get them recognized but also b for their career i mean if there are so many artists working and with the proliferation of photography and you were talking about that sort of accessibility of digital and it's less intimidating so more people are engaging with it but therefore how do you get your head above the parapet how do you say hey I'm really good I'm a really you know great photographer and the best way to do that is through award programs and being recognized in in that sense and so yeah I do think it's absolutely essential and we've had so many you know wonderful stories where We've had winners of our student program sort of getting picked, for example, for the Venice Biennale because of the profile that we've given them through that awards. We've had professionals win and then get publishing deals and exhibition deals because of the exposure they've got through that awards program. So, no, I, I absolutely think they are essential. The actual ceremony itself, the wonderful thing about that is we bring 250 press from 40, 50 countries into the room and so it really gives them that sort of bigger level of exposure but I think it's a really essential thing for them and their careers to have that recognition and we from a WPO perspective we pretty much support and are happy to sort of promote or talk about any awards actually out there as long as they're free to enter we think that's a really important point 
for artists to engage and get their work recognised and seen, basically. In terms of physical events, obviously right now the award ceremony can't go ahead in its physical format, but I wanted to ask you what you think the future of physical events in the sense of art fairs, for example, will be. Obviously, I understand that through Angus Montgomery Arts, you oversee a number of fairs across Asia and understanding also strategically where those events will go and where there's opportunity for it to grow. What is your take on the future of the physical art fair in Asia and beyond, really? Obviously, the past 12 months has put a huge question mark on that. And, and a lot of organisations have done virtual viewing rooms and, you know, OVRs and really tried to get that sort of work out there and work seen. And obviously, things are sold and things are still put out there. But fundamentally, art is a, it's a hobby. You know, collecting art isn't a profession for most people. It's a, it's a hobby and it's a passion. And people want to get together and they want to talk with their friends and talk about the art and, and engage with it and, and see it on a wall, not just see it on a screen. They want to see the sculpture, see the painting, see the photograph. It's not a sort of trade event. It's a really, really sociable, engaging program. So I think that... From our perspective, going forward over the next 12 months and beyond, we're looking forward to get you know the art fairs back. We will have our first one in Hong Kong in May. And then after that, we've got Sydney and Shanghai in September. And the markets themselves really want to bring that back. I was talking this morning to my colleagues in Delhi. We run the Delhi Art Fair. And um, the overriding feedback is collectors want to be back. They want to see their friends. They want to get back in front of art and talk and be sociable and Yeah, as I say, it's a hobby and and it's a passion for people. So I'm not overly concerned in terms of, is there a life for these art fairs? Yes, there is, absolutely. I think the challenge will be the travelling of collectors and the travelling of, of people. Will fairs become more regionally focused and internationally focused for the audience? For example, the India Art Fair is very much a fair and the majority of the audience is domestic audience. So is that an easier thing than international travel with restrictions in place? So I think those are the challenges that art fairs have to face in terms of that international versus regional versus national. But in terms of the actual art fairs, them, no, I, I absolutely believe they have a, a very, very strong future. And, and actually 12 months of being locked down has actually made people more hungry, I think, for them and more hungry to engage with real people and real art and and get back to normal. Thanks very much to Scott Gray, the CEO and founder of the World Photography Organization, for joining us for this edition of The Weekly. You can check out this year's winners and the Sony World Photography Awards virtual exhibition, documentary and free book download at www.worldphoto.org. I'm Chiara Ramella. Thank you for listening. <laughs>